Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Marvel Cinematic University, the show where we talk about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the people on the call with me don't know this, but I just want to thank uh, Leland Philpot, who made the intro music, which is the uh, all Agatha All Along Trap remix that he gave us permission to you put up top. Um, great stuff. Shouts to him. Uh, his uh, information will be in the description uh, of this episode. But... We're not here to talk about that, although that song's a banger and I'm sure we'll talk about it. We're here to talk about WandaVision Episode 7. And I, Jake Christie, one of your co-hosts, have an all-star team to talk about this. As always, I have my co-host, Anthony Canton the third. Anthony, how are you? I, I'm good. I was just about to say the same thing. Like, we got, we really got an all-star cast in here. Shout out to that. Yes. Wonderful night ahead. We also have Jerome Chang. Jerome, how are you? Uh, I was going to put in a DNP rest, so as you to just like sit here and listen to it but i'll, I'll try to contribute i'll, I'll try yeah, to do my part there's a couple minutes off the bench and speaking of off the bench we have some great guests i mean a guest for all of our wandavisions basically stephanie williams stephanie how are you yeah how are y'all doing great and we're doing great because we have some old friends back uh you know him as you know, he, just you know him from his waves from his carmelo tweet and just from being one of the best voices on any podcast mariano bivens mariano how are you What's up, man? You you far too kind, man. Thank you, Jake, man. Um, I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And you know, she's well, she's been on this pod many times. You know where you love her. You love how she sasses the guys. It's Nisbolov. <laughs> how are you, Nitz? I'm good. I'm not responding to that. Fair enough. I I felt bad the moment I said it, but it is funny. <laughs> TBT. Yes. Um, I'm oh, so yes, Wandavision episode seven. Uh, breaking the fourth wall. Um, now, as with all these episodes, we start off talking about the TV parody of it all. Um, I just want to start with uh, AC. AC, why did you feel? I think we we knew from the previews that it was going to be like a Modern Family type parody. How did you feel like it? They used that to tell the story, and how do you feel like they executed it? Um, I thought again they execute these things pretty well, and I also thought like Elizabeth Olsen just in her element at the start of it, waking up in bed. Now, by the way, I, uh, the way I wore she... a t-shirt today on the pod to recognize where Elizabeth Olsen learned how to act. Um, a little New York <laughs> University <laughs> action. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. Thank you. Applause, no, I'm going to um, give myself booze as I normally do. Continue. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I thought Elizabeth uh, played that, that role very, very well at the start and kind of set the tone for just like a very off kilter type of night, obviously with the hex expanding and everything. Um, it was kind of cool to see that the 
the the video game controllers with Billy and Tommy switching from from uh, oh, I think it was GameCube to Xbox to uh, the Uno cars. That was a nice little touch. Um, I really felt like again, like the, in the messaging, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later in the title card. That was cool too, mm-hmm. as in they showed Wanda in just so many different ways. Um, with it as usual this show has its hidden messages and things like that but yeah I was really pleased with um how they executed it mm-hmm. and I want to go to Nitz um I don't know what what's your familiarity with this type of format because I know that you probably have a different relationship to TV motifs than the rest of us so like is this more or less familiar than the other ones a different relationship to TV is such a funny way to say I haven't watched a lot of shit um, I just try to be nice and then you make you put the mean thing in my mouth <laughs> No, I love it. Um, I actually have been getting all of the references because I feel like they've been making it obvious enough. Yeah. Slash, it's not they're pulling from exactly. you know, things that yeah. a lot of us haven't seen. Um, and if I don't get the reference, I go on Twitter and then I get the reference. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's so entertaining every single time to like see what they're going to mm-hmm. put in this episode. Mm-hmm. And Mario, same thing for you about like, how do you feel like uh, with this one and then with the other ones too, that the parody like motifs they're using help like have told the story and how, how effective they are? I, I think it's great because like most of those shows that they kind of drew from, like when I was younger, I would watch this shit on like Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when seeing that and then like right here and just kind of like, like you said, like just putting that parallel, it's amazing. First of all, because Elizabeth, um, Second, with the modern family thing, mm-hmm. only thing it was missing was Sofia Vergara. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was waiting on that to happen, but um, but I love it though. I, I really love it. It's it's different. It's super different, and I like how it confused a lot of people who mm-hmm. they was watching it like, what is this? And like now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh shit, okay. Mm-hmm. Jerome, uh, how do you feel like they executed this episode? Because uh, I, you know, I feel like uh, we, we talked a lot about in the previous episodes about the motifs and stuff. I feel like this is another one they nailed, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, no, they completely nailed it. And I think everyone's covered the Elizabeth Olsen side. So I'll just shout out uh, Vision for being all Jim Halpert throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like every stare to the camera and every look away that way, I think that was well worth it. Um, the, yeah, just the single cam setup. And uh, I actually really liked the scenes with Darcy and Vision just because mm-hmm. the, the camera movement that goes yeah. on through all that, like it's those details um that i really appreciate and like the production feels like it not just like that they're acting within those tropes yeah uh and steph how do you feel like the because i I think we'll be tracking this too that the choices of like the parody kind of correspond with the stories they're trying to tell how do you feel like the mockumentary allowed them to go into the stuff they went into in this episode I like it just took it to another level because it's breaking the fourth wall and they did that throughout the show. If it wasn't, it was Agatha, it was Monica breaking mm. through uh, what she needed to do with her grief. Like they used it. What, can you triple entendre or something? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I think you can. And if not, because, why not? Like, cause I feel like that's what they did throughout the, the, um, this episode in particular, but like all the episodes have like mm-hmm. been giving whatever energy they're going for, um, for each episode. So like, they've been really brilliant about that. Yeah. I also think, I think that's really interesting to track as you watch all of them is that I feel like obviously there are exceptions, but for the most part, I feel like in TV comedy since like the fifties on as the years go on, it becomes more and more okay to have like actual, interesting stories and not just like fluff like when's the party gonna happen type stuff and i feel like as they go on you get more and more of um the characters being honest within the framework of the tv show 
Whereas like in the beginning when it was the fifties, everyone was always joking and jovial. But now with like Modern Family, even though Modern Family is still a comedy and like all the mockumentary shows, there's still moments where they can get serious and then go back to being funny. And I feel like they did that really well in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, they didn't have to, whereas before when they were showing the serious moments happen, they would like change the camera angle up. So take it out of the TV show. Whereas with the mockumentary, it's kind of all still in there. Like her grief is still in the show, you know? Yeah. And also just how like Wanda's lose, like her losing control over time, Mm -hmm. like works so perfectly as a parallel to TV having its control over a traditional family sitcom and like Mm -hmm. watching that break down and have to undo itself and kind of break from its own genre. So um, like we have been treating it a lot in terms of just like per episode, how it's working within the moment. But like when you see it as an overall arc, Mm -hmm. like it just works really well um, as that trope too. And I mean, and what is Wanda creating two ch- twin children who are fathered by a like android person? What if that if that's not a modern family? I don't know what is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's start with the episode recap. Um, as you mentioned, AC, that Wanda wakes up and Vision is in a bed next to her, and there's the first talking head, which I really love. The uh, where she says, "We've all had days where we expanded the walls of our false worlds we create, or whatever." Um, I think, yeah, I, I think we we mentioned how good Elizabeth Olsen is is in this, but she just completely gets what is funny about talking heads and sitcoms and it it, the episode i don't think works if she doesn't seem believable simultaneously as wanda but also as the mom in a sitcom you know what i mean yeah yeah it seems like i I really love that she slowly in different ways have has gone about losing it mentally Mm -hmm. like just um, just kind of like the disintegration of reality around her and what it looks like to Jerome's point earlier with her losing control of her powers. Um, it was, it, it's really executed in a way that it's believable in an obviously crazy thing like this, but, but yeah, like that, that first um, opening scene was kind of like a harbinger of things to come and what mm-hmm. this episode was going to be. So again, it was, a, it was a great way to open the show. And I'm sure that uh, the parents on the pod, Mariano, Steph, and AC can relate where uh, Tommy and Billy come running in because their controllers are freaking out. And she's like, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. Um, I mean, <laughs> you felt that, Mariano, I see. No, nah, definitely. Because it's like, you'll, like, you'll get up and be like, what? Like, no, nah, I heard you. What you... And then you'd be like, all right, no, nah, hold on. Now say it again. Because mm-hmm. I 100% didn't hear you because I probably was really asleep. <laughs> and that was real. So I, I do appreciate little moments like that where it's like through all of this like warped reality and everything that she's doing, these little moments are still things you cannot escape from. And I think that's kind of like a, it's kind of like a metaphor period just for just the way that the like that life is, period. No matter how, how you try to frame it, how you try to put it, whatever's going on, there's these little things that you cannot get away what like whether you in your own head or not you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah um and so then uh why this is where wanda then has the talking head where she announces that she's taking this day to herself it's wanda's day off um you know i mean we've all been there especially during quarantine um i'm only going to because yeah i've heard from you least recently nits I, this is not an editorial on you taking days for yourself but i mean let's we all could relate right <laughs> yo so I wasn't being sarcastic. I was being serious. I just <laughs> need I need to give people equal time to speak, and I want to make it clear that I wasn't saying I I'm not saying Nitz, you're lazy, right? Because you work harder than all of us. So Nitz, you feel seen, huh? This so much to unpack. Um, me time, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to? Yeah, I I love me time. I think so. When she said me time, right, and then Agatha comes in to take the children, 
that was it was how do I say this because I haven't had enough coffee it was for like Disney very it doesn't seem like a lot like if you didn't get a creepy vibe at that time mm-hmm. does that make sense like it seemed yeah. oddly convenient mm-hmm. when she had done that so that was the moment where I was like shit's about to go down uh so that's my biggest take on that yes um although i i see i know you probably feel this way obviously not a creepy neighbor who turns out to be an evil witch but there are some times where you wish you'd be like today's my day and then your neighbor's just like i'm gonna i'll don't worry all your responsibilities are off your plate today man this stuff like that always happens like when you least expect it whether it's the kids to what you mentioned earlier like i i just think of the fat past few days every time josiah wants to do something with the tablet or the ipad or the phone or whatever he just keeps bringing it by. He just keeps pressing buttons because he don't know everything yet. But yo, he keeps pressing buttons and gets out of YouTube. It's like, unbelievable how adorable Josiah is. I'm just going to say. Yo, son, I'm going to say this. Any video game, I mean, any, like, you know, app, game, whatever mm-hmm. that's on these tablets that comes with ads, fuck all of them. Because, like, yeah. my son what? clicks on a button and it's an ad and you got to bring it to you and you got to click off of mm-hmm. it and you got to. You know Literally 30 it's seconds, like, yo, 30 yeah. seconds, add, 30 seconds, add, oh. like, geez, what the ad. Uh, you know what, actually, a, a promise I made myself early on in the pandemic was that this is unrelated to children, but I, when I was in, like, when I was working from home and I was like, you know, playing games on my phone when I had downtime, I'm like, my promise to myself is I'm going to treat myself. If there's a game I'm going to play for more than like three days, I'm going to pay the $2 to get ads off. And honestly, it has made my life so much better because I, have, I haven't sat through an ad the entire pandemic. It's just like. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's two dollars. I spend two dollars on so much bullshit that yeah. Anyway, um, point. Uh, not, point I'm not even trying to make yeah. money for these companies. I'm just saying, just you don't realize how much of your life you spend watching that stupid Home Escapes ad where the guy with the mustache is going to have like grease thrown on him. If that's you how, that's how YouTube got me. That's yeah. why I'm for YouTube Premium or whatever now. Oh no, I need to get you. I'm on tired. I'm watching the video. Don't the tell him I said that. But you got to get a good ad blocker. You don't have to pay for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Wanda, she's then <laughs> making herself a bowl of cereal, and uh, hers the, the milk in the cereal keeps changing. Um, it starts off as almond milk and then becomes like 2% milk and then really old milk. Um, I thought the effects on this, the fact that they were doing these effects with a handheld camera is honestly so impressive. You don't notice it, but like 10 years ago, I don't know if they could have done that, you know? Yeah. Um, especially for a TV show. It's, it's on a constant kind of nuts. Also, shout out to the cereal, Sugar Snaps. Mm-hmm. I love how that didn't change. Cereal stays forever. <laughs> yeah, because they, they had to make sure they got that that uh, symbolism in there. Wait, what were you saying, Nets? Is their budget a lot bigger? I was talking about this recently, and someone was like, Wanda, Wanda deserves her own solo movie. I'm like, this is a solo uh, It's probably hour, about... like, movie budget TV show. It's probably about half of a normal Marvel movie budget at this point, just because it's probably like $10 million an episode, and that would be about $90 million. Um, total in Marvel movies about two hundred million dollars. So, well, you would know money. how much is an average TV budget for episode. Oh, it's way yeah. less. I mean, yeah, this is an ex- for a TV show. It's super, super, super expensive. Yeah, this is uh, they're, they're breaking the bank. Um, no, uh, but and you know, Steph, I know you can. I could agree with this. She just chalks it up to the case of the Mondays, which I honestly laughed out loud when I heard it. <laughs> I'm like, of course Wanda would because she doesn't want to take any type of accountability right now. So Monday is right there to blame. Man. That's a good point. That's I, a great you point. Know, I, I, you know, I just realized someone, de- I mean, it's obvious, but someone really needs to make the meme of the two hands, the two uh, arms shaking hands with Wanda Maximoff Garfield just in case yes. of the Mondays. Yes. <laughs> or like not liking Mondays. Um, 
And then speaking of uh, what we like, we get the opening credits with AC. You mentioned earlier. Um, I felt even though the show, even though this episode had a very modern family vibe, the credits really reminded me of How I Met Your Mother. Um, I don't know if I was the only one there. It it was a mix of things. There was How I Met Your Mother. There was some of like The Office in there too. Uh, Arrested Development and just some of the stop motion. Like it was just like all of that time. Like for sure, like those kinds of openings. I'm sorry, Jerome. I never saw the show, but um, apparently Happy Endings uh, was yep. uh, yeah, yeah, see that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that also might just be because people on Twitter love to talk about how underappreciated Happy Endings was, which it was. But people on Twitter do like to talk about it. It's a thing uh, yeah, because it is. Talk about. I it. I understand that, but there's a certain point where something saying something's underrated becomes like okay, yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but then that's how you get coached back onto New Girl. So like, it's just like this whole universe thing. It works out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. So, uh, we then go back outside of the hex, and we're at the sword retreat, which is not uh like a team building exercise, and um, basically that they uh, they they have no contact with everyone because everyone's now in the hex. But Hayward announces that they're gonna launch that day. But yeah, what, basically, you were saying? I said your man's Hayward. I, I got some words for him coming up. I, I'm sure you well, do. I know you've been tweeting. I mean, you've been just building up on it. It feels like at this point, Hayward is an actual person that AC has been <laughs> holding a vendetta against, like since the very yeah. beginning. Like every time we talk through it, like I don't even think Wanda hates Hayward as much as AC. No, if we're gonna be I'm, I'm wondering, like, I, like, did I black out for a scene where Hayward just said a bunch yeah, of bad yeah, things yeah. about the U.S. Postal Service? Like, why <laughs> does AC hate her so much? Um. Okay. So I had said this earlier today. And um, I said I was going to save it for here. So basically, so he said we're ready to launch. Mm-hmm. And so a couple episodes ago, we see that Project Cataract was uh, mm-hmm. something that Darcy found on on mm-hmm. the firewall. Mm-hmm. So my theory on that is, is uh, Cataract is obviously a, a meaning of blurred vision. Mm-hmm. Referencing, obviously, vision. I'm thinking that... Since we saw when Vision was fading away at um, at the outside of the hex when he got outside and Hayward and the rest of them didn't seem interested in doing anything about it, my assumption is that Wanda didn't actually take Vision's body from uh, S.W.O.R.D. They were able to keep Vision's body and they made their own Vision. My assumption is that Hayward, the, the Project Cataract, is them launching Vision into that hex to do whatever and mm-hmm. and he's um he's gonna be their weapon in in mm. that sense and um, my guess is the the westview vision the vision that's with wanda is a vision from a parallel universe okay and steph do you have any do you agree disagree i want to hear your response to this or if you weren't listening it's okay <laughs> i was listening but because but like my eyes were going up because AC, you have definitely, you are at the end of that whiteboard at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, I don't think it's another vision. That's why I asked that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that you're wrong because this show keeps doing stuff that we try to predict, but ends up, you know, being a whole nother thing or proving us right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to let and you know what, Steph, and But I just want you to let you know, mm. you at the end of the board. You all the way. <laughs> yeah, AC? At the end. Um, I, I can't figure out the third name yet, but like there's some sort of fuck Mary Kill situation with Hayward, Trevor from <laughs> Iron Man 3, and then whoever to be determined that we're gonna have to figure out with you at some point because this we're getting to that level, is what we're I, saying. I, uh, but AC, I love where your head's at. I think it's yeah, really yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think that it's 
I don't think that the reason I don't think it's what it is is I don't think it's because the story doesn't support it. I think it's just because it's a lot to do and like it's like a lot of heavy lifting that needs to be done in these last two episodes, which I don't. It's it, you know what it is, and, it, and this is where it came from. I've been reading Vision Quest, um, which I hope to talk about with Steph at it some seems, point. It sounds like you're on a Vision Quest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I am. Listen. <laughs> Uh, West Coast Avengers issues forty two to forty five. You've been, you, I've seen you tweet it. it. I've seen you tweet it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vision Quest is when they get a. There's a new vision built. Uh, it's a white one, and um, I think if they're bold, mm-hmm. if Marvel's really really bold, mm-hmm. they're gonna bring the white vision. I just I think that in twenty twenty one, I don't know if you could recast a character of color like Vision with a white version of him. I think that'd be really bad. <laughs> That I, that would be the boldness right there, That's just true. like making that statement. Yeah. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I AC, I love that. I honestly, I think they're part. I did. I doubted a lot of your takes when we did the uh, pre Endgame pod, and you were more mm-hmm. right than anyone else. So who knows, Jake? Honestly, honestly it's on us at the beginning. We decided that AC would have a dedicated Easter egg segment mm-hmm. for this series, mm-hmm. and AC took that all the way and just went bet. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we are. So Vision wakes up. I respect up it. I love in, it. Vision wakes up in the circus, um, and I don't mean watching the DC. No, uh, he wakes up in the circus, and uh, basically he because now uh, the the whole sword camp got turned into a circus when the hex expanded, and the strong man of the circus asks Vision if he's the new clown because um, apparently the clown is late for the rehearsal, and uh, with the rehearsal with the escape artist who's Darcy, and now uh, Nitz, I felt like this is especially the way it was shot and Jerome really mentioned how well they did it. This feels such like a sitcom setup of like a modern family type thing that I it just, I completely almost forgot I was watching WandaVision for a couple of minutes because like, Oh, you're the new clown. Aren't you? feels like such a fun sitcom thing. You know, it was a lot of fun. Also who better to deliver. Well, there's a lot of better people, but Darcy getting to deliver vision, like the news of who he is and everything that's happened. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I also, I do like that. Uh, that they don't waste much time with um, Vision, like giving Darcy her memory back. Cause mm-hmm. when it first happened where she was like, I don't know who you are or whatever. And he's like, you saw me last night. I'm like, Vision, when are you gonna realize that these people are in a trance? <laughs> this is like yeah, the right. third person you've encountered that you have to touch on the head. Yeah. Um, now, Barry, what do you think's happening there? Cause I, it's, is it clear what's when he's doing that where he's, you know, using his shock fingers and making people's minds go normal or no, is that? I appreciate her having that suit on first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, second, <laughs> second, I mean, yeah, because like he, he knows, mm-hmm. but it's like, you start talking so quick to her. Like even that conversation happened so quick that I didn't even realize. I'm like, yeah, she right. gotta know. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit. Like I had to catch yeah. myself like, oh wait, no, she really doesn't know. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good, like, that's a good little part to have in there because I think a lot of the audience might feel the same way I did about that. Where like as soon as he starts talking to somebody, you like, yeah, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then he touched me, you like, ah, yeah. He had he had to snap cool. So like vision is probably he might be my favorite, like on the on the whole shit right now. Like I just I love oh, I yeah. love that how I love he's, it. he knows everything, but then he yeah, still has these moments it. just kind of like out of it. So I, I think I, I this show that. has been great. This show has made characters that like Juan and Vision are both characters that weren't really super popular. And I think it's done so yeah. much work for them of now i think people really like them a lot and i think that that's really the special thing about marvel is that if you shut yes nitz is raising her hand which i appreciate because as a vision hater mm-hmm. i <laughs> now feel like more of a vision fan however 
it's different because I rewatched Ultron the other day and he was so cool in that movie when he picked up Thor's hammer when he yeah. got mm-hmm. on board. It was so fucking cool. And then we got Infinity War Vision, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Civil War Vision, I guess. So different, but he's so fun in this that mm-hmm. I would like to retract my vision gates from yeah. the previous pods. Uh, yes, I think that Vision, I, I also think that they're just letting, and this is something that's happened with a lot of actors in MC, the MCU, when you just let the actor's natural persona be more of the character, it always is better. Because like, what they did with Thor, for example, where they made it more Chris Hemsworth, like being funny, or Paul Bettany is much closer to what Vision is in this than he is to any other version of Vision. Um, and it's clearly, there's just so much charm that comes through in it. Um Anyway, we got back to the house and uh, Wanda asked Tommy and Billy if they've seen Vision. Um, but Billy is like, you know, mom, what about that thing that uh, Uncle Pete said about, uh, you know, you killing Vision earlier? And then she says, and uh, she confirms, AC, what your suspicion was, that he's not your uncle. Uh, I mean, you were on this early, you know, you uh, you made the prediction. Yeah, I mean, so the the whole Pietro thing, it, it's an interesting thing. Whether he's the villain or not, for sure, I don't know. And obviously, we'll have to see how that plays out. But him not being who he says he is necessarily is something that I've kind of been on uh, yeah. since the beginning. So I kind of feel like that's playing out. But um, yeah, we, we still got two episodes to find out. And obviously, mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, there's oh, something that goes on with him. And then there's a really nice moment, which I thought was just like outside of a superhero tv show a good acting and writing moment where she when tommy asks, like well then who is he if he's not her uncle she like elizabeth olsen just perfectly plays like the you know just because i'm your mother doesn't mean i have all the answers um and i think that that i don't know when that happened to you guys in your childhood but that is a moment that when you realize that it is very like oh heavy and i definitely was transported back to the moment where i realized that my parents didn't have all the answers uh not a great moment it's a real one. That's yeah, for sure. absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like, it, it, and and you think about it, there are times like when the kid is going on and he's going on and on and on and on. And then you by yourself, uh, you know, wifey's not home to handle everything that she normally handles. Mm-hmm. And then you got to deal with him crying and you don't know what, why he's crying. You know how to get things mm-hmm. right. You just got to ride mm-hmm. the wave. Sometimes you just got to ride mm-hmm. the wave, but it's, mm-hmm. a, you just real, gotta it's ride a real it. thing. You just got to ride the wave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that what's I had your, experience. What's like your wife's email address? <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily for me, I had experience with my niece and nephews when I was like, younger, <laughs> so I kind of knew a little bit. Um, mm. So I was all right. Still in those moments, you're looking like okay, I have something here. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that I is can't true. Just let them- that is true because I have much younger cousins, and when you have that, it's it definitely uh, it's a lot easier to say I don't know when it's not your. <laughs> your kid i presume a thousand like, I percent i don't it's like when like my eight-year-old cousin is like what is this and i was like sarah i don't know uh, uh yeah no I'll, like i'll just be with like friends i don't like, know because i know she's just gonna ask my aunt and uncle you know mm-hmm. yeah like i'll like a bunch of my friends all have kids now and whenever like i'm just around them like i'll just look at them like three four years old whatever i'm like i don't know either like no, i don't know what's going happening right yeah now. shouts to yeah. honest jerome anyway <laughs> uh you know, um, Wanda figures that, you know, she went, uh, you know, dark for a moment and that her, that she's basically like in a complete state of like uh, nihilism. She thinks everything might be meaningless. 
And she, once she sits down on the couch, who shows up, but Agnes quote unquote, uh, and offer, she offers to take, uh, Tommy Billy to her house. So Wanda can have her me time. Um, and, uh, you know, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I know. None of that. I I'm, I'm fine with the, the me time part, but with her, because like, like my mom used to tell me when I was young, like, I don't know them people over there. You might mm-hmm. know they kids. I don't know them. You ain't, nah, mm-hmm. you ain't going over there. And I'd be like, nah, mine's straight. And like me having kids now, nah. They go to their grandma's house. Anybody else trying to come pick Same. them up? Hey, it's going to be family. I'm cool. I yeah, feel yeah, I'm that. Neighbor. I'm straight. Because it's like, I'm That's not- That's Black History gonna... Month right there. That, that, yeah, I'm real <laughs> shit though. Said it. Real shit. Big fact. Because it's like, I'm not just going to- I'm not somebody who's just like, oh yeah, I want my free time so bad that I'm gonna just mm-hmm. give them to the who. Nah, no, no, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because also, you know, like especially when you're an adult and you hear some pe- the way that some people grew up, it's like they had friends over their houses too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thank God my my mom definitely was very on like very conscious of what friends' houses we were and weren't allowed to go over to. And in hindsight, she made all the right calls. <laughs> definitely uh, good decisions. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, Wanda is now she's by herself and, um, everything in the house is now changing the different eras and she's using her magic to try to fix it back, but it's not really working and she's fully breaking down. And this is why, this is when she insists that she's going to be fine. And then we finally see Monica and Jimmy again. And now, uh, Mariana, you tweeted something earlier this week that AC pointed out, you quote tweeted. And I wanted us to have you talk about this. This is not just for this episode. You tweeted uh, on February 21st, Tiana Paris is fine. Black women, black woman, man, listen. Ooh. So what was on your mind at the time? That, that was the only thing that just her, because it's it's something about her facial expressions and like how she talks, it's, it's everything. Like I'm like, sound like I'm fanning out. Like I got, you know what I'm saying? But it's, bro, you see her? I know. Like, I, I know, know you've seen it. There's also I know, a I, bit I of the bait and switch with the Geraldine early on that, like, it almost like comes out full circle on the other end. You're just like, no, no, no. I, I have to have a word in because um, <laughs> yeah, you. I was you. This is your resident one. Monica Rambo. <laughs> no, no, it's just because Miss uh, Rambo got a wagon, and it's just really oh, hard man. to not. Yeah. I just she makes she make them shield not shield when she started running pants look. I just listen. Yo, when she started running, like when she when she first broke through. And she stood there for a second and she started. I was like, running. okay, I was like, okay, Flojo. Man, listen. Listen. I, I mean, that's all you guys say. Honestly, when I when I pulled that tweet up, I'm like, if I can get a man listen out of Mariano, uh, you know. <laughs> so uh yeah, Monica and Jimmy are driving away from the yeah, town. She's different. And uh Jimmy basically learned that Darcy found in the firewall R and D files for what AC mentioned, Project Cataract, um, which I so stupid of me that I grew up in like the oldest county in America. More people get cataract surgery where I'm from than anywhere, and I did not make the connection that cataract has to do with vision. So Ace, this is why Ace is the Easter egg guy. No, I didn't think of it either. It just dawned on me today. I'm thinking I'm going through my Easter eggs. I'm going through the thing that I wrote um for uh, for the uh, episode recap, and I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, and. So basically, the, the, what they learn is that they're trying to get Vision back online, which is very ironic given that they mention he Hayward is one that mentions that it was in Vision's will to not be used as a weapon after death. Um, Bad guys so, lie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, Jimmy's like, someone's got to get in there, you know, tell Wanda. Uh, and uh, they meet up with someone named Major Goodner. 
Um, now, Steph, is that someone in the comics or is just someone they made it for the show? Someone uh, they made up for the show, but I wonder if it's someone who has been in Captain Marvel, because I wonder if it's the little Kree child from uh, Captain Marvel, the first one. Mm. Don't know, but I, it just made me wonder. Because, like, why build up this astrophysicist, which I'm, I don't, I feel like that's not the person. No, I that, so. that feels like I, it's I, not it. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, think, I think she, I, yeah, maybe. I think you're right, Steph. I think that is a scroll. I'm going to guess that she got scrolls on her side. And, um, and well, she alludes to allies early on yeah. when she walks through with Hayward when she makes her return to she, um, mm-hmm. I'll say she a sword. Um, so I mean, yeah, she knows very well, and I think also when she says that she is saying in a way where she is purposely hiding identities because she also knows how unsafe it is yeah. for them. Now, Nitz, as someone who, like me, is um, most mostly familiar with this material just through the MCU, um. What it did? What's your like opinion or theory on what the astrophysicist friend that Monica mentions having? So I do think it was her, just because of the way that, like, if they built up this person that she was meeting up with, and then they made this moment like she was meeting up with this person. I'm assuming this is her, but I feel like Marvel does this thing where they drop in people that are going to be important later and like really insignificant moments. Like they've mm-hmm. done it with mentioning Doctor Strange offhand or talk, like talking about people in like a passive way mm-hmm. and then later you realize how important they are mm-hmm. so I wouldn't mind it if that ends up happening if not then I don't get the build up at all yeah. but I'll wait yeah I think that that's true and I also think that it's the thing they do I think they do it both to tease out but also because it leaves them options of to do stuff later like for example, when everyone was when Donald Glover played Aaron Davis in Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming, and it's like, oh my god, they're introduced the Prowler. And it's like, not the, not gonna introduce the Prowler now, but if they ever want to, they can. You know, um, mm-hmm. which I think is a similar thing with that they do that a lot. Um, so uh, this uh, uh, Major Goodner basically has the uh, the space rover, not space rover, but it's like a rover that uh, Monica requested that has all like the the shields and stuff that she thinks could help her get through the hex. And the moment you see it and the moment you see how clunky it is and stuff like that, I don't know about you, Jerome, but I'm like, there's no way that's going through the hex. <laughs> it had just as much luck as a Tonka truck getting through. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Shouts <laughs> to Tonka. Yeah, man, shouts to Tonka. You, you got your eye any Tonkas yet? No, I haven't. He has the Hess uh, fire truck. Those are his trucks. He he loves those. Shouts to uh, Hess. <laughs> Um, actually, no, no. How high does the hex go? Like, I'm. A, it has like a ceiling to it. I'm guessing that, like, yeah, it's not just like a wall, right? Because I mean, I'm just thinking like yeah. a Hot wheel situation could probably have worked out, like oh, a ramp. Well, no, it's a dome though. So, it's right, like the right, yeah. in Vegas. Wait, right. is that a pyramid on the outside? No, that's Luxor. No, oh, sorry. but I, yeah. yeah, but also that's actually a good one. I think they have a fake sky in that one too. Yeah. Um, that actually was me referencing another podcast that I don't all fantasy about. everything. Yeah, yeah, that they do that joke all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where the yeah. say secretly, uh, yes, yes. which yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, the um, in inside the circus now, um, Vision finally gets uh, he uses his mind thing on her, and um, Darcy's like, oh, yes, I'm Darcy Lewis, and Vision, you know, remembers that she sent that email, um, which is interesting because I'd forgotten about it. So good for him. And uh, the strong man's like, come on, we got to do the show. And um, I do love how unnecessary and how sitcom it is that her Darcy's first instinct is to punch him in the face. 
Um, also good for her because she didn't get to beat up those, uh, those FBI agents with Monica and Jimmy, you know? Um, it's, it's nice to see her, you know, the guy's supposed to be a strong man. Get a lick in, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, real quick, I'm with AC early. I had to let him get that off early. Oh, yeah. Like I, I could tell he had that on his chest for yeah. a minute. Um, but I'm with him 100 percent though. Like when you look at Hayward, bro, he's he has the face of the traditional, like mm-hmm. know it all who's wrong. Yeah. And he's watching somebody about to do the right thing and he's telling them no because he don't want to be mm-hmm. stood up. And mm-hmm. yep. it it's happens. the same then, energy as like the asshole principle. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like he's yeah. I'm looking at him like, bro, just shut up, man. Like, just let the, what you going to do? Like, do, do you mm-hmm. even know? And like, he sees her going through there and it's like, bro, come on. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like a. Liked Hayward? No, no one liked Hayward. No one. No, I just had a. Just no one liked Hayward as much. I think the main disagreement, I don't know if it's a disagreement. The main thing I've said, and I still believe this, is that I think that Hayward is like a working on behalf of someone else and is not yeah. really the big bad guy because he just seems like this perfect mediocre middle manager who thinks that like he exactly. makes a deal with the devil literally or metaphorically and is like i'm gonna get ahead because i made a deal with the devil and then when the yeah, devil right. finally gets what he wants he's like okay fuck you get out of here um, yeah, yeah i think is that's a vibe it's like the end of carlito's way like mm-hmm. with pachanga and um benny blanco like yeah. he's like nah you stay right here you know what i mean i need to be here and set all this up but you stay right here i'm, I'm done yeah, with exactly you, yeah but anyway um, so they steal a funnel cake van, which honestly just great stuff. Um, and, uh, they drive off. We go back to, um, the house, Wanda's house and she, uh, everything's changing all around her and she's doing a talking head about she's, she doesn't know why reality is falling apart. And there's a voice. Is that, wait, can I, I'm oh, sorry, go. Can I actually ask a question? It's skipping ahead. We all know the big reveal at the end. When all those things are happening, is that Wanda losing control or is it Agatha messing with her? I don't I know. Think it's, I think it's a combination of both. Okay. I, I think that is Agatha messing with her. Mm. Mm, okay. um, because, uh, can I, well, can I share this now? So, like, I was watching. Um, some explainer video, but they were talking about those plants that mm. grow. I forgot the name of the flower, but it grows the in Agatha's. ever bloom thing. I was gonna, or yeah. I was gonna talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, but like, I feel like that's somehow connected. Like that's allowing Agatha to, um, like, really mess with her, because um, she offers her the tea afterwards when she finally comes to her house. But, had Jerome, I think. Agatha is the reason why she's losing, like, you know, control of what she can do. Yeah. Cause, like, then I mean, explains. So, like, how are you going to get, I guess she was trying to force Wanda to have me time and get the kids alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as I was going to, as I was mentioning, the director asks, is this what you deserve? And, uh, you know, Wanda points out that the director's not supposed to talk, which, you know, is true for, uh, you know, of mockumentary shows, which is kind of dumb because in almost every actual documentary, the director talks plenty, but, um, right. and then we get the ad and this one, AC, I honestly didn't understand. So AC and staff, you can, the Nexus antidepressant. Am I missing anything about that? Uh, AC, yes, you're not yes, in your yes. head. Yes, yes, yes. Steph, actually, yes, Steph, yes, I'll yes. let you go first. And if I have anything to add, I will. So the Nexus are beings in the Marvel universe who can exist outside of, um, what is it like universes? Like they're separate from, Mm-hmm. the normal time thing like they just live separately of it so yeah. wanda's one i think galactus is one am i lying isn't vision one too i think vision is one too but i just know for sure that wanda is one 
Wait, hold on. Questions. I've got questions. So they exist outside of universes. Can they exist in the universes too? Or is this yes. only in the So like they're they basically could travel anywhere, right? Yeah, they can go anywhere. Like they just so if um Kang the Conqueror was to go back, because you know he like traveling through time and messing with stuff, like he like they can exist in that time stream that he travels in or something like something, something to that extent. But like they both exist and don't exist, if that makes sense. And it does not. Does but that connect to Loki? Yes. It, yeah. That's okay. gonna yes, come in does. handy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole time variance authority thing that's gonna be a part of Loki is kind of like connected to what's going on here with Nexus. And just to like give the official like the Nexus gateway is a cross-dimensional gateway, which provides a pathway to any and all possible realities. This includes realities between realities, hence the Loki stealing the Tesseract and creating a whole new timeline for himself type deal. Mm -hmm. So. Yes. Oh, is it regular this is life? so exciting. <laughs> yeah. This is why you guys are so good. I would have never known that. I'm so hyped right now. Hell yeah. To okay. <laughs> And then, so we finally get to see the inside of uh, Agnes's house in detail. We still don't meet Ralph, um, who I don't think exists probably. Um, and uh, Billy says that he likes it there because it quiet it quiets his mind. Um, and he looks at Agnes and he says that Agnes is quiet on the inside, which is uh, I I still I definitely a weird thing to say to someone. Um, uh, but also probably true. And now obviously we know what it means, AC. But like, I, how did you, when in the moment, what did you think that that meant? Oh, I mean, I mean, as soon as he said that, it's like, okay, I was like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to find out about that Agnes mm -hmm. is Agatha. Because mm -hmm. remember, I, I told you guys last week, I was like, she did that fake out in the car. And I was like, that was a very clever idea by Marvel to do, to just mm -hmm. hold it on for like another week or so and then give us the reveal this week. So once he said the quiet inside, I'm like, okay, we're going to see what's going to happen here uh, shortly. Yes. Um, and, uh, but I just realized I forgot probably my favorite line of the episode because it wasn't, it's not in this synopsis I'm take, looking, taking notes from where when Agnes says that she doesn't bite uh, and then we cut to the talking head where she said, I've been a kid once, <laughs> which is. Uh, we we definitely finally got like the Catherine Hahn we wanted mm -hmm. like in this episode, like she's been teasing at it and she's been kind of like holding everything back, but we got like full Han, which I've is been great. A kid once. Yeah. And it's weird because we were joking, uh, Jerome last time about, an Arrested Development one, and that feels like a very Arrested Development joke. Oh, I it's, don't buy yeah, it. Yeah, I've yeah. been a kid once. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Tommy's like, you know, do you think Wanda's, I mean, do you think mom's okay? And uh, of course, Agnes then says, you know, she is. And then we cut to her saying that it's difficult to tell her son that her, his mother is nuts. Um, which honestly fair, even though she's an evil witch, we find out that is a correct thing. It is hard to tell someone that their mother's crazy. Um, then we go back out to, to Goodner's camp and Monica's in a spacesuit and uh, about to go into the rover and uh, she drives into the barrier and shockingly, it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> apparently the density of, it says like the density of the barrier is m matching the rover, which is something that is one of those things yeah. that I just nod and pretend I understand. Marianne, I can't be alone in that, right? No, 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 for sure. Because when they said it, I was like, oh shit. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and and we have a whole ass Morbius strip in a movie or whatever that hell is called. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that this is. I'm. I'm saying that this is one of those things that I just accept. Just like yeah, whatever, fine. <laughs> 
Also, it's a Mobius strip. A Morbius strip would Whatever, be a Jared Leto dude. took his clothes off. No, I texted my <laughs> about it when it first happened. I was like, is this a real quantum physics thing? He's like, who's my nothing? So, <laughs> Your brother said that? He didn't say that, but he thinks no, that. No, but yes, I, I bet he probably hates the Marvel movies for what they've done to quantum physics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, you know, the, the, the basically the, space, the ship's getting eaten up by the barrier, getting rewritten. She ends up getting out, but she, and, and the, the spaceship gets, not well, the ship or whatever, gets like thrown over. It's like half a pickup truck and half the ship, which is cool, great production mm-hmm. design. And then Monica has the bright idea, which she's right but it is a crazy idea like you know i'm just gonna walk through this on my own two feet and um her earlier discussions um with regard to density and things like that would it have been more effective for her to back into it instead of, <laughs> instead of going forward <laughs> no no okay okay so, just is fair question Steph, um <laughs> the monica rambo expert the monica rambo author <laughs> What, how did you, because I feel like th- there's a, a whole minute basically of her going through the barrier with flashbacks and things like that. How did that land for you? And what do you think was important during that sequence? It landed perfectly. Um, it reminded me of a movie that I love, Fast Color, because um, it's a beautiful movie about Black women working through their trauma before saving the world, like putting themselves first because they have superpowers. Um, and it kind of reminded me of that because Monica is making her way through this uh but hex portal, whatever the hell it is. Um, And as you see like different points of her life. So Monica, the person who came back from the blip, Monica returning to work, Monica, the astronaut, um, Geraldine and so forth. And as she works through whatever she's working through, she pulls it all together. She becomes whole because she's been bits and pieces of herself throughout this series. Um, And she pulls it all together and she comes through as Spectrum. And it's just the most, beautifully poetic thing to see happen because like this is a legacy character before mm-hmm. Carol Danvers was uh Captain Marvel before Marvel's son was Captain Marvel there mm-hmm. was Monica and also before that his dad we're not gonna talk about that yeah. so but anyway I actually have a follow-up for that just because yeah. uh, you wrote that uh, this is actually a serious question this time um you had that like really good write-up about uh monica and just like her whole history and you said a name there so are we saying this is spectrum like this isn't photon this isn't captain like well the thing is is that they're all the same they're just right. different name changes so my assumption that it will be spectrum just because that is her current name in the comics but because like we i mean we, again because if they do right. then i might have to go down there and burn that office down <laughs> <laughs> They keep she's had like seven name changes. It's really ridiculous. Right, right. Like, let's just hope she doesn't like somehow like turn into a jubilee of sorts. Oh, Karan, <laughs> why would you speak oh, no. into existence? <laughs> and I love Jubilee, but why? But actually, I think it's really cool how I think they're setting up her using her powers um through the reflection in her eyes or like mm-hmm. seeing the energy signatures in her eyes. Because yeah. at first I was like okay blue it's thorns bag but you know okay marvel i'll let y'all have it but mm. at the end when um she turns around in that cut that the that end credit scene mm-hmm. her eyes are purple and you see mm-hmm. like the pulsating vines or whatever um that was in like agatha's basement so i'm wondering if right. that, if that'll be how they'll show her yeah her powers or how she's seeing things Which that was such cool? a cool visual when she comes out and she sees the whole town yeah. like, just lit up in the different energies it was like that. very like Neo becoming the one and seeing everything yes. at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are her powers? 
I googled so her, it, but like in your work. So her powers um, actually come from an uh, interdimensional machine. Um, so when um, in the comics, when Monica's body turns into pure energy, be it um, microwave, gamma rays, so any electromagnetic uh, energy, she can turn her body into that. Um, her physical body actually goes into another dimension. So that's why I was thinking that, and I was always assuming that Wanda's hex would be the thing that gives her her powers because it's made up of, what is it, CMBR energy? That's the yeah. same component from the machine that gives her her powers in the comics. Because in the Captain Marvel movie, I was like, ooh, how are they going to do this? Because Captain Marvel takes some of Monica's story beats in the way that she gets her powers. I know it's similar to Kelly Sudeconic's run, but Kelly Sudeconic also took from a little bit from Monica's origin. So I just really love that they're establishing this character and getting her powers outside of Carol because they're just so intertwined and entangled because they share the Captain Marvel namesake or whatever. So it's we're in for a treat. If her powers are the way that they are in the comics, then we're in for a treat. And Monica, I mean, Wanda should probably watch who she's talking to because mm. I'm just saying. Always a good idea. <laughs> get get live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Monica, G. So before we get to that, Darcy and Vision are back in the funnel cake truck. And this is when Darcy explains to Vision basically everything that happened. And, um, you know, and then they get stopped at a red light. And Vision has his talking head where he says, you know, that he thinks that Wanda's making, like, obstacles for them to not get home. Um, and then a repair crew is at the end. Basically, a bunch of different stuff happens. Um, and uh, it is very funny. But the important takeaway, I think, for Vision in the scene is that he realizes that even though he has no memories and that a lot of the stuff's fake, he knows that the love he has for Wanda is real, which is nice, even though because she's definitely, uh, you know, you'd, you'd forgive him if he thought that might be fake, too. Oh, yeah, it was genuine. I, I really I really love the way Darcy broke it down. Uh, it was really cool. And then, you know, you have Vision thinking about it and, and talking about it as like mere weeks for, for Wanda after all this stuff happened, Vision dying twice and. And then her getting snapped and then her being blipped back and then all that. It's just, a, it's a lot for somebody to deal with for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so vision, you know, analytically understanding that was, was cool to see. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and now we're back to what we were talking about where Monica runs to Wanda's house. Uh, Wanda is obviously not happy to see the, the intruder again. We actually have Stephanie uh, break down this oh, scene. Of course. Yeah, I think sorry that's about that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm not yeah, equipped I, to do this. Yes. Steph, what happens? Let, let us all know. Um, so when Monica comes into the house? Yeah. Okay. So Monica uh, storms into the house uh, to let Wanda know, hey, girl, you're in trouble, but she's not listening. She does the whole uh, Whoopi Goldberg, girl, you in danger, but Wanda's not listening and um, thinks that things are going to go the way that they went the last time. So she throws her into the air with her little hex powers and is getting ready to slam Monica like a bug as she tells her that you all lie because she thinks that Pietro or fake Pietro and all these other things have just been all sword, but it hasn't been all sword. Um, so then she tries to squash her like a bug and then Monica does her superhero landing for the second time in this episode and looks up and Wanda looks shook. Um, mm -hmm. Like the results that she got when she went on the Maury Povich show was not what she thought it was going to be. Vision was not the father. Uh, so 
is the beautiful moment. Um, and then Monica stands up and continues to try to de-escalate the situation, which I'm like, wow, more power to you. Uh, and she kind of breaks through to Wanda. She has this moment where she tells her that, you know, my grief and my pain, um, I can't control it. I can't uh, stop what happened. And I don't, I don't want to change what happened. Like it's mine. I'm owning it. And Wanda hears, hears that. And then Agatha comes and gaslights the hell out of everybody in that situation mm-hmm. <laughs> and takes um, Wanda away. What a moment. The point, everybody was doing the point with the memes. Um, yeah. it, was pretty fu- it was pretty funny. Because uh, Wanda, Wanda got real back. tough when Agatha came now. Now, things was going to get, it, you know? Mm-hmm. It was about to get real. Yeah, she was like, wait, like Mariano said when she said, just do it then. She said, do, I was yeah, just like, okay. Yeah, she like, all right, well then that's cool, but, but do it though. She like, damn, all right, well, I don't want expecting that, but yo, shout out to homie, this the king, the emperor of minding his own business, like the delivery guy, like, mm-hmm. like thirty feet away from, me. he's standing there, he like, all right, well, he yeah. just kept going, like, all right, bet, yo, these like, extras, like as the later episodes come, like they they have the best reactions, just like they they're, they're just beyond it at this point, like that's that's my life now. Yeah. Yes, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, now, Nitz, as someone who didn't, obviously, I assume you on some level knew that Monica was going to get superpowers, but how did that like reveal of like how it manifests itself? How did you uh, take that in? And like, how hyped did it get you? Well, I, you know, I feel like because I don't read the comics, I can read as much as I can on Google, but until it happens in like a movie format, I don't really know how it's going to man- manifest itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though you, like I knew her powers were going to come, I knew they were going to come from the hex. They also made it really obvious in terms of like yeah. the DNA is changing. Like it, it was all leading up to this, mm-hmm. but seeing it happen was so fucking cool, especially because just having another like powerful person in the end, like MCU, I'm calling it the MCU. It's fine. It's technically yeah. sympathetic. Yeah. Um, I'm just, you know, from because I haven't read the comics, I want to know how powerful does she become really? That was the thing with Captain Marvel, right? It was like, how powerful is she ultimately? How powerful does Monica? What's what's her ceiling? I mean, that's I'm a asking, question. This is a question. Oh, oh she oh. could like <laughs> basically <laughs> like harness the power of um, the Hulk. Um, there is an issue in Avengers um, where there is like this. I'm glad someone uh, can harness the power of the Hulk. <laughs> um, where a uh, force field is like down in the middle of like downtown or whatever. No one can break it. Vision actually goes phases through it, knocks itself unconscious doing it mm-hmm. and no one can break through it. So Monica actually slingshots herself around the sun, turning herself into a gamma ray laser and mm-hmm. breaks it. Like it's we and gotta send you also, Steph's right up because it's like it summarizes everything so perfectly yeah, and breaking down everything Monica. Like let's link it on the pod for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. So ultimately, but real we quick, creation of one of the stronger, strongest potentially. Marks. Let's fucking go. She's yeah. taking on Zeus. Like she gave mm-hmm. Zeus fits um, when Thor was getting thrown around, and so was Neymar getting thrown around by Zeus and Monica. Like stood there and took him head on and the only reason why she stopped is because thor finally got the tree got from an under up from underneath the tree he was under to tell her hey you know we're good because mm-hmm. <laughs> she was busy mm-hmm. so yes that is great agnes gets uh wanted to go inside her house with her in a very like um 
it, while simultaneously a standoff between superheroes, there is very much a domestic drama quality of like, just come back inside. You don't need to listen to her, you know? Um, and then we go back to the comedy for a bit when uh, the crew that's fixing the road that want that uh, Vision and Darcy are waiting at becomes school children <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then we get the Vision talking head where he's talking. He's just like, why am I sitting here talking to you? And he throws off his microphone. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I think, uh, like just... As someone who like works in video production, just seeing where the lav was clipped to his case, the just something about that visual was so hilarious yeah. to me because like norm, like you when you're clipping a lav to anyone, you're just like okay, maybe on the shirt, maybe on there, but like on their fucking like superhero chest plate, like it's it's so. Where good else is it gonna go? He's not wearing. I clothes. know, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> just you never would think about that. Like, if you were inviting like an mm -hmm. superhuman android person to like sit in like you would That's just true. where would you go but no it's amazing yeah. it was so good so uh yeah he ends up flying away to go to, to find um wanda and then we get agnes taking wanda into her home and gets her a cup of tea and uh her sons aren't there the food is there the rabbit that they were playing with is there um but Agnes is like, oh, they're probably in the basement, which not a thing you want to hear with the person that you entrusted to watch your children. I uh, mean, yeah, you, de okay. you definitely don't want to hear probably anything. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this but the wait. first moment, though, that like Wanda, because this whole time, if Wanda thinks that she's the one doing it, she has had no reason to mistrust anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So is this sort of that moment where like Wanda is starting to understand before she goes down to the basement? Like how how is this happening to her kids when she's the one that's controlling everything? Yes, I think that that is, this is the first uh, the first moment that she's kind of. I mean, I think she's maybe starting to suspect it in the last few episodes, but well, this is yeah. Like, she yeah. she had defended herself a couple of times, like in her big argument with Vision, like when there's a knock at the door and it's Pietro, and she's like, "That wasn't me, right?" right. Like so, but um, I think to your point, it's like we've kind of watched her over the course of the last two or three episodes start realizing not everything is her. Mm -hmm. And this was like probably the most like, what the fuck is actually happening? Like everything else you could kind of be like, okay, maybe something is going on, but this is like the like true, true moment of, no, this is definitely not me. And she goes into the basement and you know it's a problem when you see like vines and stuff in the basement you're going into and like cobblestone, you know, that's a witch's lair, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's a bad sign. Um, and Agnes comes down and she introduces herself as it wasn't uh, like Breaking Bad at that point. It wasn't a drug raid we were getting into. No, wasn't the parody. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, she introduces herself as a real identity. AC, I'll let you do the honor since I think you called it out in like episode one. Yep, Agatha Harkness. That's who she is. And you know, obviously, this this iteration of the character is a little bit different than the comic book ones, at least to this point, mm -hmm. um, where she comes out as like the big bad and. Um, she, she goes to Wanda, you're not the only uh, magic girl in town, and uh, influences her once more. We see a uh, what looks like a spell book um, there in that, in that particular room. Oh, well, well, Steph, what, what you got? Dark hole. That's a dark hole. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and, and this is interesting, and, I, and I'll get into this right here. So seeing some of the images in Doctor Strange, if you go back to the first Doctor Strange film, there's a book missing from his, uh, mm -hmm. from his, uh, what you call place in Carmitage. So. Uh, and that book Ag was Agatha encased in what was a hex, book. I think? 
Yeah, and the whole case is a, like, is hexagon, so it's right. like it's it's funny how all that stuff kind of like comes back. But um, then obviously we get the montage. Yeah, where we, we get what we get. I think doing. that it's unfortunate that it's February because this would be the song of the summer. Um, oh yeah, it's get, a <laughs> if that Agatha that all fun? along, which is yeah. I'm just gonna go through the lyrics. Uh, I'm not gonna sing them, but I'm gonna say them in a sing-song manner. Catherine Hunt sings that too. It's right. like so yeah, like, she that she sings it. on it is so good. Who's who's yeah. been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Okay, I'm gonna sing it. And then who's been <laughs> pulling every eagle string? It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious, so Dude. perfidious that you haven't even noticed. And the pity is pity, pity, pity. It's too late to fix anything. Now that everything has gone wrong, thanks to Agatha, naughty Agatha, it's been Agatha all along. Mm. It's a top tier Disney song. When it got herself indicted at the end, like it mm-hmm. didn't even care about it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I yeah, killed yeah, yeah, Sparky yeah. too, which I just love. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable cap to it. Um, Great way to end it. Oh my! I God. just love the fact that this song exists. When they announced that WandaVision was going to be like a TV parody type thing. In my wildest dreams, if you would have said that the villain was going to announce herself by creating a like Disney style song with like a recap of her villainy, I'd be like, okay, in my dreams. Like, yeah, but I love it. Um, uh, Jerome, what's your, you know, uh, beyond the fact that it's a bop and uh, it's awesome, what are your thoughts about this whole sequence? Oh, it's, um, put this way, it was the worst kept secret that she was this character. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to do it, you have to like fucking flex it. And like, that's to me, like that's the brilliance of that scene. It's, you know, it's coming, but you actually like enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not here to like be actually surprised. You're not here to actually be spoiled in any way. Like just, it's not supposed to be a shocking moment. So just let, you know, Catherine Hahn do her thing. Uh, and like to Mari's point, like just like flex it at the end to indict yourself, you know, like, you know, don't just dunk on Jason Terry, like walk all over his ass afterward, you know? Oh, and so, now a technical <laughs> fouls would call. Yes. Like uh, you, you get the technical at that point. You, like, you take the fine. Uh-huh. So no, Nitz, it's, what it's did beautiful. you think about it? Um, question you know, though. What? Before I yeah, tell go. you what I thought about it. Of course. Was one of your guys just dunked into like fucking oblivion? That was a Raptor, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Utah. Oh my God. Um, For he only scored seven points and funny, shot over seven from three. Oh yeah. No, like full. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you didn't use that reference, but that's okay. Um, I guess. <laughs> no, it's fair. Uh, Raptors fan. Um, I'm so sorry. I love the Raptors. I'm going to stop. Um, what was I going to say? What did I think about I, it? Yeah. What? I hear what you said. I already forgot whatever I thought I had. Oh, that. that's fine. I was just going to mention too, and I, because when someone post, because the thing went viral where people are pointing out that it was Catherine Hahn actually singing, which I kind of thought it was, because a thing that I realized is that like because every actor you see on television was also like the president of like their musical theater department in high school like every actor and actress can sing a little bit really yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but the thing that's when they when they put post the credits it was that like this song and a bunch of other songs was composed by robert lopez who i don't know a ton of composers but he's famous because he was the youngest person to ever get an egot which mm-hmm. is just like that just shows what disney and marvel can do where it's like huh we need a catchy jingle for this tv show oh let's mm-hmm. get the guy who was an egot by 35 to do it because why not because we can um so uh yeah he, he wrote remember me like from coco i remember yeah he did a bunch of songs yeah. he did all the songs yeah. of frozen and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah the guy that wrote wasn't this based on a tv show from 
I thought this was based on a TV show. I mean, I think um, it was inspired by it. I don't know if it was direct. I don't think yeah, there was, was like, like some like kind of Munsters, kind of Adam's Family kind of vibes to it, I yeah. guess. But like, but it wasn't based tone, on it. Like, it wasn't based like, on like, legally. It wasn't legally yeah, yeah. based on it. Like, there's no, they didn't have to credit anyone. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, just want to mention because I, I forget when Steph's out. Time is, uh, and I know Nitz has got to run soon. Steph, what you're, the post credits and you mentioned it. Uh, you know. What, what did you make of it? Because it's a Monica-centered scene. Um, shit's about to get real. Um, and we're really about to see like what her power set is mm-hmm. or like see it on display. Because uh, we get like a, again, like we get a peek of that when her when she turns around and her eyes are like that purple haze. Mm-hmm. Some people were thinking that it's because she was under um, Agatha's spell, but like yeah. you can t- still tell that she's cognizant um, when she turns around um, with not Pietro. Yeah. I want to know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like it might be um, Agatha's son, and I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on the guy's name, That's but fine. like, that, if he was important, we all know it. Well, he is important <laughs> yeah. no, though. That's the thing. But no, yeah, <laughs> but is. like, he's important. I can't think of his name, but I think it might be her son. Nicholas Scratch is that the name? Yes, that we're looking for? Nicholas okay. Scratch. I just Thank you. Oh, I was thinking Scratchy, of the rabbit. Yes, I was thinking of Senior Scratch. Oh, like, that. Mm. So yes, um, we and I, I think it's interesting because actually before we did the spot, I watched uh, Tiana Paris's interview on Jimmy Kimmel, which I really like Jimmy Kimmel's interviews about WandaVision because he is, it's so clear he actually watches the show, which you can't say yeah. about any of the other interviewers because it's such a bizarre show that like you wouldn't expect most people to. Um, but she, when asked what her power set was, the thing she emphasized the most was that she can absorb and reflect energy. So that's how I took the purple eyes because it's like, oh, she's absorbing energy. She clearly is reflecting that. Now, Nitz, I know you got to run, so I want to give you an opportunity just to give any thoughts, any predictions you have um, before you get out of here. Uh, you know, because obviously, you know, you, you're you're famous for your takes. So, what do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen? What are you thinking about? I'm going to disappoint disappoint you so hard right now because I would rather ask a question. That's even so, better. Even better. Most of my takes was that Catherine Hunt was going to be a witch, and yeah. here we are. Mazaltov, we all knew it. Read no one special. By no one, I mean you. But whatever, we get it. I'm out of coffee. Okay, my question <laughs> would be, in the comics, she absorbs the boys, right? I'm asking, where are the boys? And are the boys a part of the future of the MCU? And if not, do you think that they would follow the comic line where she reabsorbs them? Steph. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> In the comics, um, the boys end up getting, uh, well, they do end up getting absorbed by Mephisto because they're part of his soul. Um, mm-hmm. Master Pendulum is someone who they think has the boys' souls, but they, but he doesn't. It was actually Mephisto all along. Um, <laughs> the boys are very important because they do come back, like you, re- like you mentioned, in the comics. So I think they might follow the storyline in the boys getting absorbed by Mephisto, but also getting uh, destroyed at the same time, Mephisto getting destroyed. And because they've had Wanda's imprint on them, um, they're not, you know, wholly evil. So they get to come back or they do come back or whatever um, later um, in another reincarnation, or they might flip the script and Wanda's able to save her kids. And then we just have the boys that way. Um, So, 
I'm excited either way because I just feel like it is going to be incredibly sad whatever that ninth episode ends up being Mm. because it's just Mm. an incredibly sad story either way yeah and and that's just to add on Steph's point like Young Avengers is basically the setup of what the MCU is trying to do like basically in every show every property in some type of way you'll see an introduction of a younger character Falcon and the Winter Soldier will see the same thing Ant-Man and and Quantum Mania with Scott's daughter all over the place. So this is just them setting that up. Doctor Strange movie as well. So Which is why I would th- I was going to say, I think they're going to have to age up the characters if they do that, obviously. Because although yeah. the characters you mentioned are young, like, you know, Scott's daughter yeah. is supposed to be in her late teens at this I point. I think there's going to be one more age up with the kids. Yeah. 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 Um, I just want to, before, and Nitz, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I just want to thank Mariana who had to bounce. Um, so you can follow Nitz. Nitz, where do people follow you? Oh, you should follow me on Twitter at... Uh, that's blue. Okay, it's on mm-hmm. ITCBLUV, and uh, that's basically it. And you should actually just go follow Want Not Need Fund because we have a lot of exciting Absolutely. things. Absolutely, and I'm watch uh, Nits on the dr- faded drunk spelling bee this Friday night. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If, okay, if this is coming out before, it is watching, coming out. This will be out ahead. Yeah. We just hear that. Yes, there's a motorcycle. Yeah. Stop getting distracted. Um. Yeah, this Friday, Drunk Spelling Bee, I'm like, re- I don't know if you guys have seen Legally Blonde, but you know how she has that moment where she's like working out and studying? I just built this elliptical and I'm going to be like that all week, just studying words that are hard to spell because I want to <laughs> win. I love it. So you- Let's yes. fucking go. Anyways, yeah. uh, thank you guys for having me. Thank you always for your oh. insight that you're just, I love hearing what you guys think about Marvel. And um, good luck in Harvard Law School. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> good luck winning Luke Wilson's heart. Thanks for joining me. Right. And snap. Bye. Right. Um, oh, and wait, also, yeah. Yeah. text me your write up or send it to me. You have my number. Oh, we're That's getting that to you. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get it to you. Bye. Yeah. Um, also, you can follow Mariano at on Twitter at Mariano with two N's and two O's. And as he likes to say, it's two N's and two O's, like what he says to your aunt when he you, she asks him for money, I believe is the line. Um, yes, yes. All right. That's so great. we got to do it quickly because AC, you got to bounce soon. AC's yes. Easter egg corner. But don't All do right. the song quickly. If you have to cut out time from the Easter eggs, just to make sure you get the whole song in. That's fine. I don't have a lot of Easter eggs. So like what you call it? We talked about a lot of this stuff. So um, <clears throat> I know sorry's just wouldn't do it. The Mind Stone's obliterated. I'm tra- trying to travel through it. It's like moving dimensions. It's like moving dimensions. Hey. All right. Where's so your this is the Well done. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost to where that um, you got. <laughs> this is the uh, Easter egg segment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the Easter egg segment. Um, we talked a lot about the um the Nexus reality. It's a you know multiple reality situation. That's going to be something that'll follow us to the uh, Doctor Strange uh, multiverse of madness. We'll see it in Loki with the Time Variance Authority. So that's a very huge storyline there um let's see what we got here obviously one thing that nobody would have seen in the opening credits because it happened so quickly uh wanda's license plate during the credits features the numbers 122822 which actually stands for december 28th uh, 1922 which was stanley's birthday so how about that that's a it's a nice little thing um sugar snaps uh the cereal obviously refers to thanos's snap and then also there's a clown, which is a reference to Wanda turning all the sword agents inside the hex into circus per, uh, performers. Also, like if you had closed captions on this episode, uh, the radio station Wanda is listening to is WNDA, a nod to her own name. 
Um, the Tommy and Billy both wearing costumes, uh, not costumes, their clothes are the color of their costumes in the comics. So obviously we keep seeing that mm -hmm. reference uh, to, to Young Avengers. Um, I mentioned the, Steph mentioned the Darkhold, uh, the book that's in Agatha's basement. We can connect that it's the book missing from Doctor Strange's uh, bookcase or in Camartage uh, that had all hexagons. Wanda's blanket has all hexagons on it and they're bigger hexagons uh, signifying that the hex is expanded. And um, yeah, that vision theory that I threw out about Project Cataract, mm -hmm. I think that is something to watch. I, 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 I'm very intrigued because I feel like mm -hmm. Hayward would lie about the whole vision free will thing of course. and creating another uh, version of vision. And um, this other vision in Westview is a, in my opinion, um, is, is uh, from another reality that Wanda, because, I, because Wanda probably did, when she sees vision in the way that he is, and this is just my surmising of things, uh, she doesn't want to do anything to mess things up from a, I guess maybe from a personal standpoint or just being heartbroken or something along mm -hmm. those lines, which I'm sure Agatha was probably trying to force her to do. Um, if we go back to episode episode five, um, Agatha hit her with the, oh, you can't, you, you can do that? You can raise people from the dead? When uh, talking about the, mm -hmm. talking about raising uh, Sparky from the dead who Agatha mm -hmm. kills. And that's another thing, those flowers that um, Steph mentioned earlier. In the comic books, if you ingest those flowers, um, you have to, I believe you ingest them for, because you're hungry and then you gotta kill somebody and then you can see into the future if you do those two things. So- If the condition persists, you consult your doctor, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if a condition persists, you and your wife fill up bathtubs on the side of a cliff mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. consult your doctor. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's something to watch for too. I think the flower thing is very interesting. And then obviously uh, Monica, Monica has her power, so I'm yeah. very intrigued to see how that goes going next week. And uh, yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yes. Um, quickly, I just want to because normally I normally I would do take the time to ask everyone what they're looking forward to. The thing I'm just looking forward to, and if there's anything else quickly you guys want to get in, is that I want to know. We now know that Agnes is the bad guy, but what's her end game? Because we can mm -hmm. guess what you know Hayward's is. He yeah. wants a new vision, etc. But what is what's in it? What's in it for the witch? Um, I assume Steph, you got ideas, and I you know, um, but. It's definitely what I'm most interested in at this point. Same, because like Agatha isn't necessarily inherently evil. Like right. Agatha is um, like a chaotic neutral. Uh, mm -hmm. She normally does stuff that is in the best interest of herself, but sometimes for the greater good, but like she isn't like evil on purpose. She just mm -hmm. does some things that make you go, hmm, maybe, <laughs> not really sure what your angle was there, but... Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll come out in the wash. Uh, yeah, with Steph on that one, I think, um, yes, it was Agatha all along, but mm -hmm. I really want to know how much is she friend, how much is she foe? Because I honestly think, like, if anything, uh, I'm really into the more of the mentor side mm -hmm. that they describe her as for Wanda. And, um, and I, I definitely... I think that will be like really enjoyable just to see how that pans out because I don't think Wanda gets out of this without, you know, Agatha being on her side to some degree. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see. There's two more episodes to go. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's exciting shit. That's all I got to say. Um, once again, I want to thank Nitz and Marianne for coming on and Steph, yes. 
thank you so much for coming out. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you all can follow me on Twitter at Steph underscore I underscore Will. Um, yes. I have a website, whystuff.com, W-H-Y stuff.com. And I think that's it. Yes. It, there's so much wait, great wait, wait, shit. Wait, hold, 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 hold on. Oh, yeah, what's so coming out tomorrow? Oh my what's God. coming out tomorrow? Marvel Voices Legacy is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. I wrote a two-page Monica Rambeau story, but I packed as much as I could in them yes. two pages. So please check that out. Hey. Hey. Yes. Every check out everything. I, I, she's being modest and understanding herself, but yeah, she's definitely got so much shit to read. It's great. AC, bring people follow you. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. If you've been following me recently, I joined up with uh, Murphy's Multiverse uh, to do some writing with them. Uh, basically, just covering the comic book and TV worlds. Yeah. Um, Your recap and, for this episode was great, by the way. I, I think I told you that, but. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So I'll be writing WandaVision recaps. I have a lot of work to do on Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. coming up. So do you, uh, look out for You're that ready. for me. Uh, my first uh, article was on Batwoman and the nuance that the storytelling is doing. So if you get it's a chance. It's good, check. y'all. It's really thank good. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Jerome, thank you, we'll thank be you. follow you. Uh, just find me at Black Dragon Roll on Twitter and Instagram. I'm just I'm just hanging Wait, out. Uh, just a question. Are you recording from your own kitchen right now? I am. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to look at Jerome with his freaking espresso machine. When you got up, I saw him like, wow, what a bougie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's the most cost effective one that I can find. Oh, I know, but so, it's funny. My roommates have yeah. an espresso machine. I don't drink coffee, but it's just like they have a whole big coffee set up, and it's like it's all great stuff. But you know yeah. what it is though? It's it's like I go out and I buy like a six dollar coffee, exactly. and if I can, like probably more than once a day. Mm-hmm. And the savings alone for my pretentious ass, like it's mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Guys, be economical in these times. Uh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at the J Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk, Strictly Monk, where I talk about the USA Network original series, Monk, with Andre Barrera. And more important than that, rate if you subscribe to this show, follow us at MC University Pod, yes. and keep engaging with us. We're going to be doing the rest of WandaVision. We're going to have a in between uh, WandaVision and Captain Winter Soldier. We're going to, I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier, excuse me. We're going to. Uh, Disney do a is Q&A. basically pulling an all nighter for the yeah. rest of our lives. Yeah. Yes. And as someone who pulled a million all nighters as a teenager and a 20 something, and in fact, I still will stay up till five in the morning on occasion for no reason. I'm more really happy with that. I don't know if you guys are, but I am. Um, oh, no, I'm ready for this. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. like, I'll take all of this that keeps my mind off of apocalyptic uh, Joker from Snyder Cut. So, yes. I, like, yeah. oh my God, I, we can't. I, I, they, AC's got to go, and this is just, this is a problem. So, guys, talk we'll to you next week. We'll get to week. it another time. Yes, we'll figure I, out what world we're living in.